Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Bucks, Bulls, and Bows podcast. I'm your host, Rod White. It is the morning of November 12th. We are entering what is commonly referred to as the lockdown period. I wish I could rename that. I don't know exactly what I'd name it to, but um, it's not actually like uh, the deer hiding in their homes uh, or put on a mask like Biden in a basement kind of thing. That was a joke. Haha. <laughs> not knocking anybody for wearing masks. I get it. I just. Anyways, we'll move on. <laughs> this is a um, this is a very frustrating phase, and I wanted to explain it. It does not mean that you can't capitalize or score. I just uh, have to be honest with you. I haven't figured out how to do that exactly, other than just be being flat out damn lucky. Um, what is happening is the bucks that are breeding with these does that are willing to breed uh, is they are seeking seclusion in strange places. Obviously, they're looking for heavy cover. Um, these does are leading them out across, uh, wide open areas, especially when they are not in estrus. Sometimes when they are ready to breed, they themselves may want to, we, you know, we don't know because we can't talk to deer, but they may, uh, want to be pushing them or leading those bucks out to other areas to breed. I do know that I've seen some very strange things during this time, uh, as far as behavior, vocalizations, um, but I've also had a whole lot of time in the stand, a whole lot of time in the stand, seeing absolutely nothing. For some of you, this may have started yesterday. Um, in my case, where I was particularly sitting in the morning, it was on fire, with, but with a lot of younger age class deer, up to four and a half. I didn't see any older deer. That doesn't mean they were not moving. So this is something I definitely has been kind of a topic coming for a long time is that what people um, perceive happens, uh, because of where they're positioned at specifically and what's actually happening in general. The only way to get a good picture of this is to look back over time really, and, um, have taken extremely good notes, which I've done. Um, and that's how you can get a broader picture of what's going on. And then moving forward as we move into, which is my favorite time of the year, the post rut, you can really, um, open up your opportunities incredibly if you understand this entire process, because some of you will be, um, you know, Long nights, um, out hanging out with friends in the evening, deer camp type situation. Mornings are a little rough to get up. You get up, you grind away again for another three or four days, the next three or four days, uh, especially over the weekend. You have a few beers, a few drinks, whatever. Maybe you don't drink. But at the end of the day, you're probably staying up late. You're probably uh, sitting in the stand all day long, and you're probably going to get really burnt out and really, really frustrated. Um, for me, I'm kind of fortunate because this lands in a time period where I have my son this weekend. And I've got some work I have to do, um, some Zoom-type meeting stuff uh, for my mosquito business. So uh, it's actually good timing on my end as far as if I could pick any day that I'd rather be out of the timber to do stuff like that. It would be this weekend coming up. Um, unfortunately, for those of you who are giving this weekend off, it's also obviously going to be not the, not the best timing for you guys per se but and gals. But I will say that um, you know if, if you are lucky enough or fortunate enough to be in an opportunity where a mature buck does come in breeding a doe, you'll probably have all the time in the world unless they are, you know, running full tilt chasing each other, which could happen as well. But what that breeding cycle looks like or what this, this next three to four day activity looks like, I want, I wanted to lay that out for you because the term lockdown does not, uh, in my opinion, accurately describe what's happening. There's not a lockdown of activity. Um, what it, what is happening is those bucks are locking onto those does or those does are allowing those bucks to lock onto them. And they're either leading them to a secluded place where the bucks are pushing them to a secluded place, heavy, heavy cover, um, where that breeding will actually take place. It's not likely you're going to see breeding out in the wide open. It's possible, but it, if you do, it's probably in a secluded type of field. Um, 
but most of that breeding is going to happen kind of under heavy cover. It also is not necessarily just with mature bucks. It can happen with younger bucks as well, um, depending on the age structure in your area and just depending on the timing of that doe. I firmly believe that uh, if she's ready and, and, and willing and able to breed, um, she'll let virtually any buck breeder. And that's, I, I think that is 100% the fact. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily she's actively trying to find the oldest deer in the area to breed. I, I just, I, I've seen way too much. I've seen spikes breed does, literally the same doe in like visibly that I can see this happening at after it's been bred by a mature buck. So, um, that's, it's not deer, are not monogamous. They don't walk around with rings on their hooves. It's just not, not the way the world works. Um, I know it's cool to believe in a lot of those concepts because it makes things, uh, make more sense sometimes, but the reality of it's not exactly what's happening. So, um, I just wanted to paint the picture of what's really happening though, that, that very, um, the, the active portion of the breeding process in a nutshell is very contained into small areas unless they're breaking cover to get to other areas. That's where you see the bucks run across the, um, wide open chasing does. They're moving to the next cover. Um, whether that's the buck's choice or whether that's those choice is really unknown. It's just that's what's happening. So um, you could be having the time of your life in one spot watching some of the most incredible um, events unfold in front of you with with multiple mature bucks uh, in the area and does, or you may sit for the next three days and not see a single dadgum deer. And that's very, very possible. Um, that's part of what, uh, is interesting to me about when I, when I see people read things like the moon guide or, or things that are going to tell them when deer will be moving. Um, I mean, I, I try to generalize the movement for you because I think that's the most accurate picture, but the bottom line is you could be having the best day of your life in a tree stand on one ridge and your buddy be 250 yards away from you on another ridge not seeing a dadgum thing and he's texting you blowing up your phone like dude i'm bored i'm not seeing anything blah blah blah, or vice versa you're not seeing absolutely anything but all your buddies are are texting you saying they're seeing all kinds of activity because the deer are moving across the landscape they can't just magically appear at a certain time and suddenly be in front of everybody at once they can't that would break the space-time continuum <laughs> it would be very weird um, so it's not possible to, to actually predict movement in your area where we, we have to talk in general terms. So I just wanted to put it out there that just because you're not seeing anything doesn't mean you're not going to see anything in the next half hour. Um, I can tell you that if you're at home on the couch, watching TV, you're drinking beers with your buds, you aren't going to see any deer. You're not, you have to be in the tree. Um, but I'll, this weekend, you know, unless you absolutely have to be out there, if you had other things to do, I would say the next three to four days, um, yeah, you're going to hear stories of people knocking on a big deer here or there. You're going to see some big bucks busting out across wide open areas as you're driving. But the activity level within the timber in the areas you normally hunt is probably going to diminish somewhat. There will still be deer moving in their general movement patterns. They probably will not be headed to crop fields to hunt in the evenings like you would normally hunt. Um, they probably won't necessarily be returning to those bedding areas. Uh, they're probably going to be in, in cover and if bedding areas in your situation includes cover, then that's certainly possible. That's where I would say that I would focus my time. That's where I'm going to go focus my time now. Um, or another good location is, uh, water sources. Yes, we've just had some rain, but anything that's active and, and overexerting itself, it needs water, um, more than normally would. So, um, uh, they, they'll stop at, you know, creek crossings or whatever later as we enter the post rut, which is my favorite time of the year. Absolutely. If I haven't said it like 15,000 times before, 
those bucks are going to start cruising uh, creek drain, drainages. They're going to be starting moving long distances way outside their core areas. They'll be extremely susceptible to calling, and it's a lot of fun. Um, but I just wanted to lay it out there that don't be disappointed over the next few days if you don't see a whole lot in your area. Um, it may just be you picked the wrong doggone tree, and it's just it is literally throwing a dart at a dartboard kind of thing. Um, it's I shouldn't say that. Some people probably pretty accurate with darts, <laughs> but it's spinning a roulette wheel. Um, that's just the way it goes. So um, again, I don't have a whole lot of positive optimism about the next three to four days. Some of you will kill one for sure. Um, but like I say, I know who's not going to kill one. That's the person who's not hunting. So um, good luck to everybody. Stay safe. Um, if I were you, I would, I would try to focus in on areas where you have uh, heavy cover um, areas that probably provide some bedding with heavy cover, uh, not necessarily like open ridgetop bedding areas, for example. Um, if some of you are hunting some big woods type areas, try to find stuff that has some kind of cover because that's what those bucks and does are going to be seeking throughout this time period. Um, good luck, everybody. I'll have some more words whenever we get closer to the end of this um, frustrating phase. Uh, probably over the weekend, I'll probably pop in once or twice and, and knock out a podcast here or there, a quick short one like this, but I say there's no super good science that I've ever heard that's going to help you capitalize this time of year other than um, you got to be in a tree if you want to kill something. So, or in the ground blind, one of the two, or you're be stalking through the timber. And actually, it's probably not that bad of an idea. I don't think I've ever done that during this time of year. Might be, uh, might be an idea for some of you. Good luck, everybody, and um, wear your harnesses. Stay safe. See ya.